Welcome to Healthy Discourse. I am super excited today to host and interview Jessica and Annette from the Constipation Gurus. They are two moms that are doing all kinds of things in the world of constipation and kids to really help families find relief. I love the team that they make and just how much we all have in common. And I'm really excited for you parents that are struggling in this area and just don't know how to help your kids. You want to do something different than the the typical Miralax um, protocols and just really want to find some answers for your kids. Um, Stay tuned because Jessica and Annette have a lot to share with us today. Hello, Jessica and Annette, and welcome to the Healthy Discourse Podcast. I'm so excited that you guys are here today and for everything we are going to dig into. So welcome. Thank Thank you. you. We're so excited (laughs) to be here. Thanks so much. Absolutely. I wanted to start the show today with just, um, I love to talk about just how you know, God weaves lives together in lots of different ways and how we were introduced by a client that is both a a customer of ours that raised them well. And we'll talk about a little bit more about that product later. And also a client of yours who decided that we just had to meet. So she sent us a a joint email to introduce us. And I'm so grateful that she did. Um, And I would just love for you guys to tell us briefly about your business who you are and kind of how you guys got started. Cause I think it's such a great story. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. It was really a great connection that, um, our, our client made, she loves the product Maggo and we are always looking for natural solutions to constipation and magnesium is a product that, um, gets recommended a lot. So we were really grateful for the connection with you guys that raised them well. Um, so we are the constipation gurus and um, I'm Jessica, I'm the registered dietitian. I'm Annette, the pediatric physical therapist. And the two of us really work in tandem to help kids with their constipation, with their withholding, uh, encopresis, enuresis. And our goal is really to find natural solutions for these kids, uh, whether it be you know natural supplements, um, looking at their diet and making nutrition recommendations. And then Annette works on the pelvic floor, recommending uh, different exercises and breathing techniques. So we have a physical clinic in New Hampshire, and then we have an online business uh, as the constipation gurus for kids, where we help people virtually as well. Awesome. And I'm going to be linking in the show notes to everything that they have to offer. So make sure if this is If you're already excited, like I was, because I, you know, constipation is such a, a big issue for kids. And we're going to dig into that here in just a minute. And I think that too often, um, even with traditional medicine, we, you know, you take your child to the doctor because they're constipated and generally, generally we're told, okay, use these huge amounts of Miralax for as long as you need to. And that's really the, that's really it. And you guys, and we know that there are a lot of reasons why kids are constipated. There are a lot of natural things that work. And I just love that the comprehensive approach that your team takes to really, you know, serve the whole child, which Mm -hmm. here, you know, we're all about integrative and, and bringing it all together as well. And I just, I'm so grateful that you guys are really taking that approach. So would you tell us, you know, we, we, I don't know about you, but when I was a kid, Maybe it's just that nobody talked about it, but I don't feel that necessarily constipation was 
as big of an issue as it is today for kids. And I know there are a lot of theories around that, but I would love to know your thoughts on why constipation is such a huge problem for children in the day and age that we live in. Yeah, I think there's so many reasons kids are constipated. Um, you know, certainly our diet has changed considerably over the years. We have a lot more processed foods in our diets. Foods are higher in added sugar. Um, our, you know, our sourcing of products is a lot different than it used to be. We have a lot of more chemicals and additives added and all of this de definitely uh, impacts the gut microbiome and the overall health of the child. Um, exercise is another big factor for kids too. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I was going to say too, it's um, exercise. The kid's not getting enough exercise is leading to the constipation, um, especially now during COVID. Kids aren't getting out as much anymore. And there's also a really big pressure on the parents these days to get their kids potty trained, um, to get into daycare or to get into preschool, which we've been seeing a lot of. Um, these parents are kind of pushing their kids too early um, and not at, the, not at their fault. They're trying to get them into the school. But um, I think some kids are just being trained too early or they're not quite ready yet. And then what happens is they, you know, do well for a short period of time. But those are the kids that we end up seeing in the clinic later on. I, yeah, that's fascinating. And I think one, one other thing that I think, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Um, you know, we know that you know, that are, well, you and I, you, we would all agree that like the gut is kind of like the second brain and kids are under so much stress and experiencing anxiety and levels that we've not seen before. And personally, I find you know, as adults that affects our gut health and our ability to have regular bowel movements and that kind of thing. And I, I kind of feel that it's compounded for kids that that's kind of one of the ways that that comes, that that, that, that comes out for lack of a better word <laughs> is through um, affecting our, our gut health and, and ability to you know regularly use the bathroom. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, anxiety and stress can do a number on everyone's system, um, especially for kids. You know, we often hear kids will come to me and the parents will say like, she's complaining of a upset stomach all the time. And when we, you know, rule out food allergies and maybe even rule out constipation, we really find the root problem is anxiety for these kids. Um, and certainly an anxious child is a much more tense child. And so they're even um, contracting those pelvic floor muscles stronger um, and not, you know, fully evacuating or letting the stool come out even. So yeah, stress and anxiety is a big factor for a lot of the kids we work with. Yeah. And it's another reason why we love magnesium, of course, a different type than we're going to talk about later, but magnesium that is well absorbed into the body can be so helpful for, for stress and for anxiety for kids. So, um, okay. So you guys have this fantastic resource. And once again, I'm going to be, um, I'm going to be referencing this in the show notes so that parents can go and get a written version of what we're going to talk about because moms, I don't know about you guys, but um, if I were to listen to five tips on something, I would not be remembering them 20 minutes later. So <laughs> we're going to touch on this. And also I want to just for our audience, as we dig into this, if you have questions about constipation, I would love for you to send us a message. You can do that on the podcast. It's really simple to do. You can send a voice message and I'll do my best to answer and, and or get um, 
Jessica and Annette to try to answer for you, or maybe you'll inspire another episode for us. So Yay. let's get in. Yeah, right. There's so much to talk about. There's so and much even, to talk about. <laughs> so we're going to try to be brief today. Um, and you guys have a reference guide for kind of five tips or and and helping parents to better understand why their kids are constipated and some ideas of what they can do. And the first thing that is such a big deal, we touched on this earlier, is hydration. Will you guys dig into that a little bit for us? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, a lot of the kids that come to see me, I'll hear, you know, the pediatrician has told my child to eat more fiber, eat more fiber. Well, if a child's fluid intake is not adequate, Um, all that fiber just kind of sits in the GI system and in the rectum and kind of turns to cement. So I would say the number one thing you can do for your child's constipation is to get more fluids into your child. Um, And kids' fluid needs are very high, um, much higher than we would ever anticipate. If you live in a hot climate or you have a very active child, they're even higher. So we're really looking for toddlers. The goal is about 16 to 24 ounces a day. Four to eight-year-olds need more than 50 ounces of fluids, and um, kids like 9, 10, and older should really be getting closer to 70 ounces of fluid. So that's quite a bit of fluid. Um, About 20% can come from, you know, high-water foods like cucumbers and lettuce, watermelon, strawberries, those kinds of things. Um, But the majority of it really should be coming from drinking water. Um, And I find that if that's one change I can get kids to make and parents to encourage their kids, their constipation is significantly better. Sure. That's great. One thing I like to do, I think as adults, we, first of all, I don't think most adults drink that much. No. So that is, that's even eye opening to me. Um, I'm like, well, maybe my kids don't drink enough, but one thing that we do here, I have boys, so I have four little boys and they think it's really cool to like chug water. So versus like encouraging them to sip all day, which might be ideal, right? Right, right. If we can just get it in, Mm -hmm. then that's great. So I'm like, okay, everyone has 12 ounces of water, ready, set, go. And you know, everything's competition. Right, right. (laughs) That can work. I mean, again, it's probably not ideal, but at least they're getting it in there, right? So absolutely, um, absolutely. We've even seen like watches with timers on them to remind kids to drink. Um, different kinds of water bottles that have, you know, the time marked off on it with inspirational quotes to keep kids drinking. So there's lots of tools and tricks that we use um, for kiddos to get more fluid in. A lot of times the best thing is just having the parent every half an hour kind of say, okay, take a sip, take a sip. But certainly the competition between brothers is is definitely a, a a way to success for drinking more water, I'm sure. Right, right. And I think too, with all these tips, I think, um, you know, we, we don't, we tend to, as parents these days, not want to put any responsibility on our kids for much mm-hmm. of anything. And this is just kind of a side note, but, you know, it's one of those things where it's a great teaching moment to, you know, for really everything we're talking about is this is you and your body and this is important. And, you know, I'm encouraging you to do this because it's going to help you feel better. Mm-hmm. But ultimately you are in, in control, even at five, six, seven, eight, whatever of how you're treating your body and kind of giving that little bit of personal responsibility versus this is something mom's telling you you have to do. Right. Um, maybe it's just that I have really strong willed kids, but that tends to 
work better um, as an approach versus, well, this is what so-and-so says you have to do. And so instead saying, hey, do you want to feel better? Like, this is a great way to get started. So let's chug this water, right? Right, right. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Let's move on to tip number two. You mentioned fiber briefly a couple minutes ago. Yeah. Talk to us about, you know, we hear fiber and we're like, oh, it's automatically good, right? And while that might be true for certain people in certain circumstances, there are types of fiber that are better and not so great for constipation. Can you guys tell us a little bit about that? Absolutely. So fiber in general is beneficial for constipation. And I, I don't want anyone to mishear that. You know, we definitely want to encourage fiber. If we're drinking plenty of fluids, you know, any amount of fiber is good. But there are two kinds of fiber. One is soluble fiber. Um, insoluble fiber are things like oats, beans, lentils, chia seeds, apples, strawberries. Um, this kind of fiber actually, you know, dissolves in water and it acts like a sponge. So um, these foods soak up water and we actually want the water to be available to soften the stool. So soluble fiber, it's great for folks that need to lower blood sugar or cholesterol, but it might actually hinder constipation because it's drawing water away from the stool. Um, and then we have insoluble fiber, which actually acts like a broom and it helps move um, food through the GI tract without absorbing the water. So it's, it's not attracting water to that uh, kind of fiber. These are insoluble fibers are things like whole grains, veggies like zucchini and broccoli and carrots, avocado, leafy greens. Um, so those foods are really beneficial for constipation because they leave the water available to, to stay in the stool. And that's what helps soften the stool a, bit, a little bit. Um, again, any kind of fiber is great. You know, I know there's lots of picky eaters out there. Or I, or I like to call them selective eaters, kids that will only eat strawberries. Um, I would rather still eat them, see them eat the produce versus being concerned about the type of fiber that the child is getting. But um, if you have a really well-rounded child who, you know, well-rounded eater, um, if focusing on the insoluble fibers can be, can be really beneficial for constipation. Gotcha. That's really helpful too, I think, because I think as parents, we, we don't necessarily even think about all of that, you yeah. know, like, oh, this might actually be really helpful for my kid. Mm -hmm. So awesome. Okay, let's go on to tip number three, which we're going to get into the ones that are maybe not so much um, thought of, because I think often when we think of constipation, it's all about what goes into the body, right? right. Um, and that the next tip is considering potty posture. So tell us about that. Okay, so when you're sitting to have a bowel movement, we usually encourage kids to, um, first of all, have their feet propped on a stool. Um, that's really important. A lot of kids come in and they show me how they sit and their legs are dangling off the toilet seat and then they're holding onto the seat. And what they're doing is um, contracting and trying to balance. So they're contracting muscles, which is making it harder for them to even have the bowel movement. So we really want them in a relaxed position. So um, feet propped on a stool, uh, their knees should be higher than their hips, legs apart. And I always have them do um, leaning forward with a neutral spine. So I'll actually tell the kids, pretend like you're a cat, and do or, cat or dog, and you want to stick your tail out. So that kind of gets them in that better position. So you're going to stick your tail out, nice, neutral spine and leaning forward. So essentially what you're doing is you're putting yourself in a squat position on the toilet 
And what that does is it changes the angle of the rectum, actually making it a little bit wider so that the poop can come through more easily. So it's not getting kind of kinked in there. Fascinating. And I'm guessing back before we had running water, that was kind of just how people did it, right? It was the caveman. <laughs> yeah. If you look back, it really is the caveman used to do that. Right. So it's, right. it's a natural thing. I just had that thought at this moment. That was not something I've ever thought of before, but that makes a lot of so, um, and yeah, and I think that's great. And there are all kinds of stools and, and I mean, you can use just a regular stool, but they also make stools particularly for potty posture yeah. or adults kids. Yeah. Yeah. Squatty yeah. potty has a really nice one. And, um, other times I just tell parents buy two step stools and put one on each, each side of the toilet works just as well. Perfect. Nice and high though for the little kids. Yeah. Yeah. And, and yeah, because most potties certainly are not made for four yeah. and five year old, you know, yeah. like you said, dang legs, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, awesome. Now let's talk about the next tip, which is our pelvic floor muscles. Again, something that I don't think we generally think about. We have talked about withholding. I get messages all the time uh, when we're talking about MAGO about kids that are withholders. And I know this can play a big role in that. So tell us a little bit more about that. Um, okay. So specific, well, the pelvic floor therapy will work on relaxing and strengthening the pelvic floor, depending on what the child's problem or issue is. Um, particularly with, with holders, we do see a lot of those kiddos. And what happens is they are consciously choosing to hold in the stool um, for whatever reason. They don't want to go at school or they had a painful bowel movement. And um, what happens is you know, the pelvic floor starts to tighten up and get weak. And it becomes a habit where they actually will try to go and it's now a habit where they just automatically contract and they have trouble going. So what we work on here then with them is how to relax the pelvic floor when they're sitting on the toilet. Um, and so we'll do exercises for that. Um, a lot of breathing. Uh, breathing plays a big role in the pelvic floor and having a bowel movement, which that's a whole other podcast. But um, so, yeah, so any, depending on if they're withholding or not, and a lot of kids will say, you know, I'm, I'm pushing, I'm pushing so hard. And um, we can use biofeedback here sometimes, and they'll be like clenching their fists and they're all red, which in reality, they're actually contracting down there, but that's what they think, they think they're pushing. So sometimes mm -hmm. it's just, it's not coordinated and the kid just needs to feel what it really means to relax and then they start to get it. Awesome. So let's talk about the fifth tip, which is probably the most important, but also the most elusive as far as figuring out what is happening. And that is really understanding the problem. And of course, that's really individual to each child. There's so many different reasons why kids are constipated. What process do you guys use to kind of um, dig deeper and decipher what's actually happening with each individual child? Yeah, you know, so many of the kids, well, all the kids that we see are on Miralax. And, you know, the pediatrician has just recommended Miralax and they haven't been given any guidance. And what Annette and I have really come to, to learn and understand is that Miralax or any other stool softener for that matter, um, really is just a band-aid. You know, we can soften the stool, we can get the stool kind of loose and liquidy that a child can't control it, but that never really solves the constipation. And we see so many kids that have been dealing with this for years and years and it, it improves for a little while and then it, it kind of rears up again. And parents feel like they're really on this merry-go-round of Miralax clean-out, constipation, never actually solving their child's problem. Um, so Annette and I really, like that is the foundation of what we do is to get to these kids, 
to understand what their root causes, what actually is the reason they're, they're struggling um, with, with stool in whatever way. Um, we do that through nutrition. You know, certainly I take a full nutrition history. I understand if this is a, you know, something that runs in a family, are there underlying food allergies or sensitivities that have been undiagnosed? Um, is it simply the child just isn't drinking enough water? Uh, maybe we have a really selective eater who will only eat things that are yellow in color and they're not getting enough nutrients. Um, so I really spend a lot of time on obviously on their nutrition and understanding kind of the, the root cause. Um, Annette and I both really focus on understanding if the child can feel the urge to go. A lot of these kids can't even feel the urge. So it's connecting that mind and body with um, that feeling and helping the child understand what does that feel like to have to go. Um, sometimes these kids are afraid, you know, maybe they're afraid of the stool falling in the toilet. Maybe they're afraid to fall in the toilet. Um, there's so many reasons that we, that we see that kids aren't able to go or aren't able to go easily. Um, and so, you know, Annette does the same thing when she sees kiddos for pelvic floor therapy is really having this conversation with the child and the parent. And one thing I love about, um, you know, overhearing what Annette does with the kiddos that she sees is she really just looks at the kid and says, why won't you go? And, you know, we get some funny answers. You know, I said that to a kid one time and he told me, you know, Miss Jessica, I care about the environment so much. I don't have time to poop because I'm too busy taking care of the environment. Uh, you know, so these kids have all kinds of reasons for not wanting to go. Um, and really it's, it's understanding what that is um, and talking their language and finding solutions for each child to help them go if they're a holder or, you know, help their nutrition or pelvic floor, whatever it may be. So yes, it is very individualized, um, but it's, it's really, you know, we see some very common things and reasons why kids are, are struggling. Sure. And I love that you're asking them that kind of goes back to what we talked about mm -hmm. briefly earlier is it is kind of like, Hey, you know, this is your right. problem. <laughs> And how are, so what is the problem? What is this? And so then how are we going to address it together? So yes, yes. that's great. Well, so I wanted to just touch briefly and you guys use, have all kinds of tools in your bucket, which I think is great because just why there are so many different reasons that kids are constipated. There are lots of different approaches and, and, you know, supplementation or, or not. And all of the the different um, therapies that uh, Annette provides and so forth. Um, but how we were introduced again was over our Raise Them Well Maggo product. Yes. And it was just really fun that our mutual customer client um, uh, introduced us. And we created Maggo because at Raise Them Well, we make a variety of magnesium products. Most of those are designed for the magnesium to be absorbed into mm -hmm. the body because kids because of all the reasons we talked about today with nutrition and everything are very magnesium deficient we kept having more and more requests for a constipation specific product which is why we created maggo mm -hmm. and maggo com combines magnesium oxide and citric acid to um to help Every it basically different than most of the other magnesiums that are absorbed into the body. Magnesium oxide 
acts as a kind of a flushing. Mm-hmm. It's not well absorbed into the body. And um, so we just kind of, you know, we did a lot of research and work with our manufacturers a lot to figure things out. My husband's an integrative medicine physician and just kind of designed this simple but really effective product that's, um, you know, created for children in particular. And it, it has helped a lot of kids to get away from Miralax and to also, you know, begin to hopefully um, address some of these other things, which in our company, as much as we can, we do too. Clearly, you guys are the experts in that and have helped kids a lot. But I would love for you to share your experience with Madgo so far, as well as some of the other kind of tools in your bas- basket when it comes to supplementation. Yeah. So when kids um, and parents come to see me, if they are on Miralax and they desire to be off Miralax and on something more natural, then I have um, a few products that I, I pull from. Um, if a parent does not want their child off of Miralax, so if they want to stay on Miralax because that's what the doctor has recommended, then I, we certainly work with that parent um, and respect that wish. But we have so many parents that just don't want Miralax for their child anymore. And you know, I have been using a different magnesium product for most of the kids and it, it works well for most kids. Um, it comes in a couple different versions. There's a powdered version, which I find kids just don't like the flavor of, and that becomes a real hurdle with getting their children, getting these kids, the, the magnesium that they need to help soften the stool. Um, this product also comes in a gummy, which, you know, different parents have different feelings about gummies. Um, it's a stevia sweetened product. So, you know, that's not the concern. It's more for the teeth. So I was looking for a different magnesium product that was still stevia sweetened, but actually tasted really good. And a product that kids would, would willingly take. Um, and I had been doing a lot of research on mag oxide versus some of the other magnesiums and liked that it wasn't well absorbed by the body. Um, so yeah, so our mutual, uh, our friend, you know, had told me about Maggo and, um, Emily, you were gracious enough to send us some samples. And the first thing Annette and I said, when we tried, it was like, Oh my gosh, this is delicious. (laughs) We loved it. it. You know, the taste right off the bat was so good. We had our kids try it. Um, Emily, you'll get a kick out of this. My son every night now is asking me, mom, can I have that yummy berry drink? Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> you know, I, I love I, to hear that. <laughs> I have to remind him if you've gone to the bathroom today, you don't need it. But, um, right. you know, my kids and Annette's children like really love the product, the way it tastes. And uh, for us, that's like the number one thing. It has to taste good for these kids to be willing to take it. If they won't take it, then we're kind of, you know, really up a creek without a paddle here because um, mm-hmm. we need a softener like magnesium oxide to get the, the stool softer. Um, so that's that's probably the number one thing that we like about it. Um, it's a small amount of powder. Uh, you know, Emily, we've talked about like the amount of water that it needs to be mixed with. I love the fact that it can be either mixed with a small amount or a large amount. I love that it doesn't have to be hot water to activate anything. Um, I've had kids mix it in yogurt or applesauce. Um, throw it in a smoothie. So there's lots of different ways that kids are willing to take it too, which again, um, that vehicle for consumption is huge. Um, And then of course, down to the science of magnesium oxide that softens the stool, that it kind of uh, flushes things out, um, all really beneficial, you know, components of, of helping these kids go a little bit easier. 
Yes. And I told you guys, I when we talked and I've not done it yet, but I would love to experiment with making, um, creating a gummy recipe mm. for parents that would want to make those. I know some kids that can be a, a big thing, but that's probably, you know, we, especially we have um, a fair number of special needs moms who are customers and their kids also struggle with constipation. They're incredibly picky. And I, like you said, that you can mix it into just about anything. And I love occasionally I'll get an email from a mom. that's like, I figured it out <laughs> when I put it in X, Y, and Z kind of yogurt, they like love it, you know, and that kind of thing. But um, you can even make it into popsicles. You know, like you said, make it into a smoothie, but then freeze it. And then it's like, oh, here's your popsicle. And right, um, right. We we have the berry flavor and the orange flavor, which gives some variety there as well. Um, And we're experimenting with maybe an unflavored for those kids that just aren't going to do anything flavored. Um, We'll see where that goes. We're not quite there yet. But (laughs) Um, I am so grateful for your time today and all the expertise. And it just makes me so happy the service that you guys are doing for your clients. I can only imagine the relief that both the kids and the parents are experiencing just to feel heard and understood and to be able to search for, like you said, long-term solutions Mm -hmm. versus the cycle of, okay, well now we're back on this and, you know, but there's, there's no end in that. And when we're really looking at something from a more integrated, holistic approach, it's like, okay, well, what's going on? And what are some of the tools that we can, we can use to fix it and, and new habits and that kind of thing. And sure, it might not always be perfect for every kid, but the empowerment that that gives both the kids and the families, it just, just makes my heart so happy for them. Oh, well, thank you. We really appreciate what you all are doing at Raise Them Well with really natural, clean solutions. Um, from, from supplements for, for kids and cleaning products from the home. Um, you know, we really appreciate that, you know, a a goal of ours is just to keep these kids, uh, as natural as possible without adding a lot of, um, artificial colors or, um, different chemicals or preservatives or anything like that. So we really appreciate what Raise Them Well is doing, um, as well. Awesome. Well, thank you guys again for joining us. If you're listening and want more of what Jessica and Annette have to offer, I'm going to be linking to their resource um, where you can join their email list and learn so much from what they are doing. So many great ideas that they have and and or become a client, as I said, as they mentioned earlier, they see patients or clients in person as well as virtually. And so they can they can serve you wherever you live and just full of so much information. So thanks again, ladies. I can't wait to learn more from you guys. Maybe I'm sure we have a bunch more episodes that we can do. Um, Have a great day, everybody. Thanks, Thanks, Emily. Emily. You too. Is your child struggling from chronic constipation? If so, I invite you to try our Raise Them Well product, MagGo, that Dr. Wiggy developed in order to help kids and parents find natural and long-term relief. It is made with just a few ingredients, including magnesium oxide, which is not well absorbed by the body, but does help to flush um, flush out the body, and as well as magnesium, I'm sorry, as well as citric acid, natural flavors, and sweetened with monk fruit and stevia. Check out the link below to find Maggo on our website.